If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I tell you, there's one senator who's so colorful. If you turned over a Crayola box and set it on fire, you'd <laughs> just say what you mean. <laughs> it's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. I hate overly colorful metaphors like cougars hate. <laughs> By the oh, way, bef- before we get to this old guy we're going to uh, display, I just saw the world's oldest person died again. The world's oldest again. person died like a week ago. It's like somebody's putting out a hit on him. <laughs> yeah. There is somebody out there with a scope and a rifle <laughs> who just hates the elderly. Uh, this person, is the world's second oldest person. It's like if I croak before they do, I'm never going to get the mantle. That's what's going on here. Uh, this person was French and 118, so you were born in uh, 1905? Yeah. Math checks. 1905. Wow. God dang it. You talk about seeing a lot of change on the planet. Woo! I mean, you as, know, you, were, as uh, you were talking about earlier, if you were born in the year 1998, you've seen a lot of change on the planet. Like, oh, mind-boggling yeah. amount of change. Yeah, I've always thought that it was it, it, perhaps going forward later in her life. The fact that my daughter was born in 1999 will be, uh, I don't know, be notable in some tiny, insignificant way. Forgive me if it goes astray. <laughs> Just that, you know, at some point she'll be among the latter last people who was born in the last century. Right. Yeah. Maybe she gets something out of it. I don't know. <laughs> Probably I not. think about that with my kids. So, like, I got an 11-year-old. It was easier to do the math when he was 10 two weeks ago. So I'll go with that. I got a 10-year-old. Um, when he's 90, that'll be 80 years from now. I mean, he will be, um, you know, he'll, he'll be the, 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 the century mark of all the things that were big historical events in my life. He'll see it the century mark. Which is just hard to think about. Yeah. Um, 
Well, it's it kind of fits in with a long life spans so much time that you know you just get a couple of them and you're back to the founding fathers. You put mm-hmm. a couple of them together, and it's kind of like the Joe Biden stat, which is still the most amazing stat. I told my kids about this. Joe Biden's birth is closer to Abraham Lincoln's inauguration than his own. Is mind-boggling for some reason, but it's true. Yeah, not a joke. He's been around so long. He thinks Abe Lincoln's grandfather was. Oh, just say what you made. <laughs> All right, so evidently, uh, <laughs> Senator John Kennedy, overly colorful, Louisiana. <laughs> does he have a chief of colorful metaphors instead of a chief I, of staff, or does he come up I, with all these on his own? I don't know. Maybe he has, like, a collection of Clems from the bayou who feed this stuff to him. I don't know. <laughs> collection of Clems. It's more probably like a council of Clems. <laughs> And I say that with all due respect and affection for the people of the South who know their way through a colorful metaphor, certainly, charmingly. Uh, But here he is talking about the debt party. Let's start with 60. I'm sorry, the debt party, the uh, the, uh, the debt limit, rather. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, Here's the truth, as I see it. If you're going to have a party, you have to pay the band. If you're going to borrow money, you have to pay it back. That's true as a moral principle and a principle of practicality. And you, you, don't, you don't have to be a senior at Caltech to figure that out. So the point he's making, putting aside the, uh, the uh, really by his standards, kind of weak, colorful metaphor, is that the vast majority of the Republican Party are all saying, hey, we borrowed this money already. We spent it already. We have no choice but to raise the debt limit, all right? Let's all act like human beings. Let's all act sane, huh? But they have such a small majority in the House that uh, it's only going to take a handful of firebrands to to turn things uh, nasty and weird. Uh, 61. Now, here's the truth part. The Senate Democrats and a whole lot of Senate Republicans had a spending party. I didn't vote to do it. I, I would have been happy with a couple of beers after work. But they wanted to have a spending party. And it wasn't just Democrats in the Senate. Um, Those bills passed with a lot of Republican support. The omnibus, the so-called infrastructure bill, uh, the the CHIPS big tech bailout bill, even the the gun control bill, which passed with Republican support, cost $15 billion. And that's the unvarnished truth. Well, uh, yeah, if you want to get into that, now Joe Biden has spent a quintillion uh, dollars with a whole bunch of different bills, but this is uh, quoting Mick Mulvaney, who was Donald Trump's chief of staff while Trump was president. The truth of the matter is that the first two years of the Trump administration, when the Republicans had the House and the Senate, we raised spending faster than the last couple of years of the Obama administration, mm-hmm. says Mick Mulvaney. Um, from 2017 to early 2020, under Trump, Trump signed into law $4.7 trillion of new debt. Now, part of that is the pandemic had taken hold already. Above and beyond what the U.S. had been expected to borrow absent any new laws, about half of that $4.7 trillion in new debt was through spending increases that was all before COVID hit. So mm-hmm. Trump was a big spender, and then Obama was a big spender, you know, by some metrics the biggest ever outside of, of, of world wars. Then Trump bested that. Then Biden bested that. How long are we going to stay on this track? Well, and Bush was utterly shameless, too. Right. 
spending trillions of dollars on wars without raising taxes. And uh, that whole uh, that uh, prescription drug thing. Yeah, right. Well, and so Trump famously is about Trump, and he was so desperate to have the economy stay good on his watch that he was willing to browbeat the Fed into doing unwise things and spend whatever money it took. And just it knows no party. Ugh. Wild spending. God, at this and what, point. what makes me sick to my stomach about all this is a guy who got into credit card debt once when he was younger. Once the damage is done, there's nothing you can do about it. You keep thinking you wish you hadn't, but there ain't nothing you can do about it. Oof. And uh, that's the way we're going to be as a country. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then and Kennedy, to his credit, and I think the next clip is kind of similar, but we don't need to play it. But he is calling out vocally Republicans. He said, hey, we're party to this. Let's not... Let's not pretend that this is some sort of democratic plot to spend us into oblivion. There are plenty of Republicans who are down with this stuff, so I appreciate him saying that. Um, whether there are enough Republicans who are willing to say that and mean it to do us any damn good, I do not know. Right. You know, Rush Limbaugh famously saying, nobody cares about debt, the national debt, about fiscal responsibility. Nobody cares about that. And politically, it seems to be true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and you could not care about it as you went to the mall and got yourself a cool new shirt, then went to the bar and bought drinks for everybody. You don't have to care about it that night, but you have to care about it at some point, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's end on a lighter note. Oh, Uh, I don't know. Nah, that's not interesting. (laughs) All right. Sorry. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally flat. I'm worn out. Emotionally flat? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just meh. Uh, uh, you going to have a party for the end of dry January? That'd be kind of a funny thing to do. Do people do that? Do people have end of dry January parties? It seems like a, a no-brainer. Kind of like a obvious something you do. It does. I would agree. I don't know. When's Feb- I don't know. I hadn't thought about it much. What's February 1st fall on? Does it fall on a perfectly good day to... Nah, it's a Wednesday. That's not very good. Yeah. Uh, so on that, uh, I, I didn't have a sip of any intoxicating beverages for the first two weeks or so. But there are a couple of special events this month that uh, are specifically about the appreciation of, of fine sippables. And so I, it's not dry January so much as it's... Dry unless there's some reasonable excuse or an event that I really want to be at. And I realize this might work for some people and not for others. For me, I am now out of the habit of drinking. Well, you're, I don't you're, I don't want it. I don't long for it. Well, self-imposed. You can make your dry January like the debt limit. And we're not going to spend more than this unless we decide right. we want to and then we will. Well, there's some some science involved in that if you give your liver, uh, liver a rest, it can do you a lot of good. Uh, there's a big British study I've mentioned several times. And so, um, though I have broken the uh, the seal once or twice this month, I'm, I'm going back to being good. But uh, you feel like your I'm liver was it. you feel like your liver was taking a knee in December. Ooh, the fact let me, that let me it catch wasn't, my breath. Let me catch my breath for just a second. <laughs> 
I tell you what, every time, for whatever reason, I have a doctor who wants me to get blood work done, including, you know, your standard uh, cholesterol and and blood sugar levels and stuff like that, once every six months or once a year, um, they always check liver function. And every time they say, all right, your liver numbers look great, I think, wow, I am gifted. Yes. You got a super It's like being eight feet tall or being able to run a 4240 or something. Yeah, you, My liver is good. Have you figured out, you filled out your organ card? You got to donate to that to somebody who likes to have a good time. Oh, Just yeah. Just don't waste it on some, you know, regular person, teetotaler. Yeah, yeah. My liver is is Cal Ripken Jr. I mean, it shows up, baby. <laughs> uh, but so I, I like to be good to it. So that's what I'm doing right now. But yeah, I'll be sipping some fine sippables this evening, then right back to being a good boy tomorrow. Loving it. Loving it. Well, I guess that's it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.